you really tell me that on a 1974 Pontiac Catalina, the biggest problem on this whole car is the wheels? Look at no, that. but it's a contributing factor, certainly. But look at that. This is completely terrible it looking. It just looks like the, a... The best part of that car right there, that green car, yeah. is the five-spoke wheels. This is the best part of that entire thing. Because the rest of that car is just... A, but it isn't. They're still 14-inch garbage. They are garbage, but the whole car is garbage. Look at it. But if you put a tasteful that, set of 16s on that thing in the same style... It won't style, help. It because the car is so, much the better. Car is so not, offensive. Uh, well, it is it's really, entire, it's terrible. I'm it, not... Oh, sorry. I'm not trying to say the car looks good. An absolutely offensive vehicle. Oh, here we go. This one's a dunk. Oh, no. There we go. Yeah, there you yes. go. So even as a dunk, it's still an offensive-looking car. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, yeah, oh. You're back on your trail of 400 by 600 photos. I think I must have this thing, like, assuming that it's the, like, a Nokia 5190 as I'm searching online. 604 yeah. by 453? That's not that bad. Oh, I bet they revised if you click image location. There's a donk right there. Okay, that one actually looks great. If I do image location. Look at that. That's great. Yeah, see? The wheels so, are the biggest problem. But no, no. Yep. No, that, you just admitted it, basically. I meant great as in the size of photo. That car <laughs> yeah. still is absolutely is offensive that a looking. Collector plate? Yes, it is. Uh, it's still an absolutely offensive looking vehicle. I hate that car so much with every fiber of my being. There's nothing good on that. Uh, there are far worse looking vehicles than that. Name one. The Pontiac Aztec. The Nissan Juke. I don't know about the Juke. I'll give you the Aztec, but the Juke is definitely better than the. I, I would go. Mm, the Mitsuoka Reshi. The Imev. Imev. You're, you're giving me a top five <laughs> bad cars, but this one's still a firm number two. The, I have to have those in my brain at all times. Yeah, this one's still a firm number two. This is. I still think that the mid '70s Pontiacs are the, the, the most offensive looking cars. Biggest issue with most 1970s vehicles are the 14-inch wheels. It's just not true because the whole car looks awful. Anyway, welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 191. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sanitsky. Hello. Hey, that's me. And I thank you for dealing with us on the somewhat unconventional opener. But uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On that page, you will find two open-ended levels of support for people like you to support us directly. We only use it for beer at this point. So if you want to buy us a beer, thank you very much. If not, just keep right on listening. Uh, Beer. I ran out of Coors Banquet, so I'm drinking a Nordeast this week. I just finished my pop and might go grab a Nordeast a cold, myself. A cold pop. Cold pop. I thought someone was barbecuing. Uh, that would be fine. I have the first topic, so. Why don't you? I mean, you wouldn't want to miss it because it's going to be great. I'll be all of 10 feet away. Sounds good. So we briefly talked in the intermission on Twitch about a Dodge Ram and Hellcat stuff. And oddly, I'm going to use that as a segue because this does involve a Dodge Ram and sort of involves a Hellcat. So there is an Italian coach builder that is now producing a Dodge Ram 1500-based sedan. Oops, sorry. I definitely hit the wrong button. Uh, and it has a twin-turbo version of a 6.2-liter engine, which I believe is a Hellcat engine with turbos on it instead of a supercharger. But it's got uh, rear-facing, I believe, third-row seats. Anyway, let's just let's parse through the pictures together. It looks like a lancia kind of like it's got just like the disgusting wheels and I retract my previous statement this this is ugly oh my god this is so bad <clears throat> they they took the rear end out this of is the, an anus no, the, the, that rear end looks like the rear end of a nissan gtr 50 just gaffed it onto something else 
Um, anyway, I retract my previous statement saying that the 1974 Pontiac Catalina is the most offensive-looking car. Because this is uh what is this called? A Paladin. A Paladin? A Palladium. Palladium. Palladium? So, so it does as non palladium. Yeah, this is the most offensive looking vehicle of all time. Persians will enjoy this vehicle. I was to say this car's gonna be a hit in Dubai. Uh so it, it's really, really, really terrifyingly awful. I don't even know if it has third row seats, come to think of it. I don't think it does. I think the photos I saw earlier were just the rear seats. So it is a four seater. Uh this is awful. It's terrible. In like the side profile. The side profiles that what really does the whole vehicle in. What could be done to make this better? A I topper? Would, I would lower it. Yeah, lower it, put a topper on it. I would give it a shark nose front end. So have the grill go forward, kind of like how he has six years. Yeah, okay. Um, this is so bad. I there's you can't really do a lot. The Sang Young SUV is still I would, No, it is not. No, I would actually I would take that the buttress on the C pillar and have that only go about halfway through to the trunk, and call that a day. I think it's about as good as I can get it. And it's uh, still, the, the fastback needs to go away. That's just it, like, also that that GTR fifty uh, rear end needs to take a hike like now. Oh, so this bad. is so terrible. I I don't think it's saveable. <laughs> This uh, just isn't even this vehicle will always have the color tire chalk on it from the factory because it will never be driven because it is too ugly. Oh my god, who would want to be seeing it? Well, I mean, that's like it's got the gangster tint. So my coworker uh, Ryan, not you, but the other Ryan, yes. sent me this link on Friday, and uh, I didn't click on it for the longest time because I didn't want to see anything beyond the thumbnail. That's and really now, bad. now I opened it, and it's it's really terrible. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, we're headed for a, let's be honest, we're headed for a future of coach builders, but which I'm excited for. Not like this. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be great, but not not this. This is like Rin Speed. Who owns for Dodge? Who owns the rights to the to the Porto name? I have no clue. Cuz I would love for Porto to come back cuz they were my favorite coach builder. What would you do if you were coach building a pickup truck? Not this. <laughs> that is a good enough answer. I accept. Not this is is. Bleh. I'm closing this before I. Vote. I would um. Honestly, I would probably do something that looks kind of like an LM002. Okay. Um. So make it more functional. More functional. I would probably do short wheelbase. Okay. Low overhang. Um, make it so you can. Make it as off-roading So what as you're possible. telling me is you would add some power to a Jimny and put a bed on it. Basically. Um, what I would do is I'd take... So say I'm using a Dodge 1500 chassis. Okay. i do the shortest... Sorry, Ram? Yeah. A, a Ram 1500 chassis. Ram now? Whatever the shortest wheelbase of that chassis is. So a single... A, a short cab short box. Sure. Um, Which, yeah, pretty yeah, short. Yeah, chassis. Yeah. So I'd do that. I would do a um, 2 plus 2. I'd make the inside more... A little bit more luxurious. I would not do air suspension or anything like so that. So you're not talking jump seats. You're talking full rear seats. Yeah, full rear seats. Okay. I would do... Um, still with a short wheelbase, though. Short with, still with a short wheelbase. I would make it kind of like a first-generation Range Rover on the inside, where it's nice, it's plush, you have your heated sure. seats, your nice amenities. But at the same time, you can actually take it out like off-roading, mm-hmm. take it hunting. You're not going to be mad if you get it dirty the leather seats partially are there to be easier to clean Mm -hmm. um i would if possible if there was any variant of this chassis where it has a solid front axle i would do that variant and i would lean 
closer to the off-roady side You'd of it. Probably should talk to Quigley on that one. I don't know, but even like the new G class is independent front. Yeah, I, well, I think the, so the I think one. I think the eight the Ram twenty five hundred yep. still. Those the HDs are still solid fronts. Yeah, so I do an HD. So I I based okay. off of HD. Okay, that would yeah. be hilarious. <laughs> so I do I would do that where it'd be like it would be the big beefy like and I'd make it into off-road vehicle, lift it up. Uh, not too much. Of it course. would look so awkward. Does the, to to get a comfortable rear seat, you really need a big cab. And if you're talking, I mean, you you'd probably end up with like a four foot bed on this thing. I would. I, I think I'd actually probably. It would be a monocoque. Oh. It would be a monocoque. So you um, have to start with the red one. I guess. I, sorry, not a full monocoque. It could be a truck monocoque. But I mean, like, the cab, the bed would all be one thing that a goes truck on. A trucker cock. A trucker cock. Yeah. No, it'd be. It'd be. I guess it wouldn't be a monocoque, but it'd be like polycock. Yeah, a polycock. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it'd be the it'd be the, <laughs> it, it would be the cab it'd be the cab and the bed as one piece okay like you have on an lm002 sure uh it'd be and as far as aesthetics would go and like a pistol or whatever the hell that thing was called yeah palladium I, limousine kind of yeah but not as terrible as that um <laughs> i'm nearly as very similar but less bad yeah um as far as styling goes um, it would be somewhere between a Rivian and an LM002. Okay. So basically what I'd do is I'd modernize LM002. Sounds good. Just but sounds like you're going to smooth it out a little bit. Smooth and, it out uh, a little bit. Give it uh Shorter wheelbase. Shorter wheelbase. Diesel engine. Why not? Sure. Yeah, I think the diesel would be yeah. cool. FCA's got some good diesels. Yeah, they, they, make, they make cool diesels. I'd definitely do that. Um, I would look at kind of like what the downsides of the Range Rover and the LM002 are and... Well, the LM002 is definitely the fact that you can only buy tires once every 10 years, and you have to buy tires yes. every 10 years. And also, it's a Countach engine. That's a downside. No, no, it's an upside. The Viserine engine's great. Yes. Not off-road. That's fine. Just put a, put a, a Rubicon transfer case in it. My thing is, when it, one. when it breaks in Moab, you have a problem. <laughs> no, just <laughs> bring your issue. vacuum table with you so you can tune the carbs <laughs> on the trail. It'll be fine. I'm sure six two throat carburetors will do fine at 40 degrees exactly yeah what, what, what am i talking about I mean, obviously so maybe fuel injection then yeah no it would definitely okay. that's All like right. that's like with the diesel because it's just it's a known quantity oh, for reliability right. so i do so that a diesel bizzarini v12 Ooh, yes oh, oh my <laughs> if, I, if i'm a, if i'm allowed to make my own engine am i allowed to make my own engine for this reason? sure why not in line eight <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, this is going to be the most absurdly proportioned vehicle. It'll, no, it'll, it'll be it'll be a. Remember the 1940s auto car trucks where yes. the, the engine was like entirely in front of the front <laughs> axle and it pivoted behind the driver. Yes, that's it, what I'm picturing here. It wouldn't quite be like that. An inline eight would be great. I think it'd be okay if the inline eight probably comes into the cabin a little bit. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Iridium spark plugs these days. Yeah, you don't, fine. You don't have to service it. Yeah, I don't need to service it. If you could do a little like. A little port, an access port like they had on the... Uh, so just a diesel Type 35 engine then. I, why not a, nice it, and small. Why not a diesel inline 8? That is an inline oh, 8. Oh, perfect. All right. Yeah, so diesel inline 8 and, yeah, turbocharged, why not? Dual red cam, sure. <laughs> It'd just be dumb. <laughs> it's, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> it's not, it, it, what, it, what this sounds like is it sounds like the sort of vehicle I make on automation. I... Um... I would do it with a Jimny. I'd put like 90s Ranger jump seats behind the driver's seat. That'd be very cool. And uh, put a five, six foot bed on it, and uh, that's it. That's it. All right. Yep. That's fair. So you basically make a small Land Rover. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like that like South a, African Land Rover. A little G, G Class Cabriolet. That'd be cool. That'd actually be very cool. 
I think... Um, and it's a Jiminy still, so everyone has to love it. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. My only point of going upscale with it is the fact it has to be coach-built will be expensive. I feel like, I feel like that the uh, diesel Ram... Uh, like LM002 okay. slash Range Rover would sell well in that market. Then my answer still, but with the most expensive forced induction you can put on this fully forged Jimny engine, portal axles, lockers. Okay, that's fair. So you can make a solid, you can make 200 horsepower in those engines. Oh yeah, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, Especially with be, the transfer case and portal axles. And I think it'd be great. Stuff. And it'll be expensive because all those parts are very expensive. I think it also, uh, there's other, th- this is a very underrated aspect of rich people spending money on cars. They have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And rich people are totally, they will, like, if you're the sort of person that's going to coach build a car, I've seen multiple people that would coach build a car and would actually take a car with a three cylinder engine if it made a reasonable amount of power, just so I could say, haha, oh. I've got a three cylinder engine. What about use the Ford three cylinder EcoBoost and just adapt that to the Jimny transmission? Call it good. Honestly, the Suzuki engine's better. Is it? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, People are making if like it's 300 a, horse on that. If it's, if it's a K6A, totally. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I love the Jimny, so I wouldn't change anything about I'd it. I'd actually do the F6A because the F6A holds even more boost. On this? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> They're still here. <laughs> what happened? I'm going to bring I... these back. I think there's a 500E. Yep, right there. Oh, yeah. There we go. I think I got a Honda City in here, too. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> Just keep keep your talking. It's there fine. we go. Anyway, so. Why did these ever go away? I don't know why you sent them away. It doesn't make sense why you'd send them away. They're they're absolutely wonderful. This Perfect. Car, it literally says this joy. Is, this is so much better now. I, I apologize to the viewers for not having these here for the yeah. entire time. <laughs> so I click this button. Let me see. Okay, yeah, we can't get them there, but... But that's fine. They're what here. does this button do? It says Jimny on it. <laughs> Just brings I don't remember the context of why I put those in there, but I wholeheartedly approve of it. So on the... Um, with the Jimneys, the early ones, the F6A, the iron block, mm-hmm. actually holds more power. And they don't weigh that much. Like, it's really not a huge difference. Right, but we have to make this expensive. Y- yeah, so that's the thing. Is I would do the iron block because you can then put more boost into it. And they're actually more or sought after. I can turn expensive. it into a diesel. If it's an iron block as well, yes, mm-hmm. you could. Mm-hmm. And you can have a tiny diesel three-cylinder. That would be so good. As long as it makes the Jimneys overall... are four-cylinder, isn't it? Mm, that's a three. Really? It's the K6A and the S6A are the best engine. And when they made the K6A, they literally just took the F6A, which is the you know turbocharged dual cam three cylinder, and they I, just gave it an aluminum block. So really, there's a flavor for everyone. Like who doesn't want that? I guarantee Suzuki makes a small diesel that they would be able to bolt into that. So you can get the Mahindra oh diesel. Kazashi. Oh god, yeah. I don't even know what. Oh, I should get that on there. There's no space. I, I'll take you can take off the 500e. No, no, no. What I'll do Kizashi. is I'll shrink the bell area of your view just a little bit. That's fine. And then maybe just a little bit over here that we don't need to see. Yeah, that, that's and fine. Because that get a frames Kizashi me a little better. Right here. In fact, I'll move myself over too so we can make the Honda bigger. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Who has the next topic? Is it me? Or I is believe it you? it's me. Okay. Good. Um, you do that. I'm gonna get a so Kizashi. So while up we're in here. doing that, um, I have a question. That's actually a question of the week from Brian Trailer. Uh, that I thought uh, I was going to modify just a little bit. Um, what car has the best enthusiast variant? And what enthusiast variant of a normal car is the worst variant? Like, what car is the worst enthusiast variant? The Oh, my God. 
Oh, um, it has to be a normal car, so it can't be like a GT2. Sentra Nismo is the worst enthusiast variant. <laughs> the best one is a, uh, a, a Renault Reliant GTA. The, that's your best variant? Yep. Of all of them, that's your number one. Perfect. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> The best. <laughs> Let me just say, okay. Moving the, on. <laughs> I, I'm going to bring up mine into the best and the most good. The most good is the Yugo GVX. Uh, that was my second on, choice. So they yes. put on. Yes, that's the most good. I think we both agree on the most good because that one is literally just a Yugo GV with a body kit and big sway bars. That's all you need to well, make let's a car. Let's be fun. honest. The only difference between that and the GTA is French versus Slavic. Yeah, seriously. So it mean, doesn't matter. And the thing is, like, there's. Like, a lot of people discount the power of a good sway bar. But like a, a, a beefy sway bar can completely change the driving dynamics of a vehicle. Oh, 100%. So if you're trying to keep a car cheap, like that's actually not a bad idea. Um, I would say the best, oh, God, yeah. the best enthusiast variant of a normal car. It's actually a really hard question. I wish you didn't answer as quickly because I wasn't quite ready. Best enthusiast variant of a normal car. I'm... <clears throat> hmm. Uh... The small Toyota, the whatever, Yaris GRM in. Yeah, I think I have to go with that. Three-cylinder supercharged. Fusion Sport, which is a decent answer except for the auto. Yeah, that that That, that would be a good that. car if it came with a six-speed. Yeah, if it has a six-speed, that'd be a good car. I think that the Yaris GRM in, I agree. That's, um, that's such a humdrum car that turns into such an amazing weapon. And I think the worst one, I'm going to go with a different Nissan, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's actually going to be... Uh, the Nissan, what is it called? I think it's called the Altima SER. Is it the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's earlier the 90s. one. No, the it's from the early 2000s. No, there's one from the 90s. That was like when the Nissan, it wasn't the Altima. I think it was the 200SX actually. Well, there was a, the, um. When they made the 200SX front wheel drive, they made it. Wasn't an SER though. They made like a a sports version of that car. Yeah, that's the worst one of all time. God, that is such a forgettable car. That's really bad. Actually, you know what? No, my the best enthusiast version of a normal car. Yeah. The Mercury Tracer LTS. Which is just a protege with some fancy engine stuff, right? It's so it's an early '90s tracer. So like, the I think I saw Esc- a retro. It's like it's like yeah, it's like an yeah. Escort GT, but with a nicer interior. Yeah, because it's a protege. Yeah, so I would do that. Would be my number one choice. <laughs> Nick just sent me a text. If he's thinking about the Sentra SER, that's the most wrong he's ever been. I, no, he's thinking of the NX200. No, or not, not not the B13. Not the B13 because the B13 was great. Yeah. The B13 Sentra SCR Sentra, that was, a was good fantastic. Car. That was one of the best cars of all time. Scott says XRS Corolla. That's ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think that was six speed only too. Yes, it was. Oh, that's a good car. Also, the Chevy Nova Twin Cam had a four AGE in it. Jeez. In that like nineteen eighty five. Talk about it? cheap ways to buy good powertrains. <laughs> know, that's right? like buying a diesel express for the Duramax. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's oh, just okay. Like, what? Well, this that makes great. perfect sense. <laughs> um, I didn't think about that. I think the the worst one. Um, yeah, it has to be. It's, this computer is actually working, so 200. It's worth noting we had about a one-hour internet outage yeah. just before the podcast started, so I'm glad it's back, and it has held on. I am getting an insane yes. right. amount the of 19, drop frames. The 1998 Nissan 200SX SER. 
that is the car I was thinking of. Let me pull up a photo of this because I'm not sure if I even know what that is. An absolute butt of a car. It is the worst waste of a SR20 in the world. Oh, what the hell? I didn't even know they made that. It is a two-door Altima, literally. It has a twist beam rear axle. Oh, God. It's got a SR20. It's just... it blows ass in every way i suppose i should turn this thing on so people can actually see what we're looking at that is the that is the car that <laughs> takes the cake those windows in the back don't even pop out god it just sucks that guy's jamming to his real player so hard in there i hate that car so much <laughs> it is high on my list oh of clio clio v6 that is, that car is so rare that I don't even know if I can accept that as an answer, but obviously... I Actually, agree. I mean, there's more... Well, all right, so if we're going to include the Clio V6, we, we have to include the... Or if we're include the Yaris GRMN, we have to include the Clio V6. Mm, really? How limited is the GRMN? A thousand. Oh, God, okay, yeah, fine. Um. So I'm, I'm pulling up a Phase 2 here, but uh, this car is amazing. That is pretty great. God, stupid. Google definitely uploaded their, updated their stuff. So it's, uh, giving me the thumbnail copy. I, now. I, I only, I've never had this. You're the only person I've ever met that has an issue. But this just started cause I've been doing this for months and it's been fine. It's always been a bit shit. I mean, it looks fine on the stream. You're probably watching this on a, yeah, I just tried. I, there's an open image and new tab button that works fine. Whatever. But anyway, so... Um, Clio V6 is a good one. That yeah, car I think, is... I think the Clio V6 might, might well, then, actually... What about Renault 5 Turbo? This is better. 205 Rally? This is better. It's actually worse, but it's cooler. This is better because it's a V6 mounted in the boot. You think 911s have snap oversteer? Oh, boy. Like Clio V6 would like a word with you. Yeah. I, Scott, I think you're right. I'm going to amend my answer. If we're going to include the RS German... I'm going to say that is better than the Yaris GRMN. If you're not including that car, I may go with my Mercury Tracer. I think I'm going to be boring and uh, and stick with my Renault Alliance GTA. <laughs> <laughs> but we all agree. Everybody agrees <laughs> that the most good one is the Yugo GVX. Yes. Yeah, the, that G is, the GVX actually wins. That, that's so, that's the real winner. Let me pull up a photo of that just yeah, so we can remind that ourselves. Is, that is a great car. <laughs> great value extreme wasn't there one of these for sale relatively recently yes and, and i pissed. dropped the ball yeah we both did open image where is it what the hell why do you not have this are you using google chrome fuck no chrome oh, sucks that's why you have that issue no 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 chrome's a piece of shit no i'm saying that's why i'm able to do that and you aren't looks fine in the stream so Honestly, yes yeah, that fine. is the real answer right there the gvx yeah. Look at the caster of the rear wheel. It's so far forward in there. <laughs> they actually adjusted the caster on the GVX as well. To, like, shorten the wheelbase yeah. to make it twitchier? Yeah. Nice. Well, so you can... Because when these cars are rallied, they would you know, their big thing was being able to do a Scandinavian flick, kick up one tire, spin the rear end around. So moving the caster forward actually would help with that. Also, when the suspension loads, it kind of rolls backwards like that. So, Typhoon? That's a good one. Cyclone's good. Omni GLHS. Yeah. The, with the There's free, a lot the of really good ones. Yeah, but we're talking the best, and those are not the best. No, I, I really think This that is the best. The, the Typhoon, the GLHS, the Clio V6, there are so many amazing enthusiast versions of normal cars. but They're better cars. Yes. Technically. Yes, they are technically better. And so I, I think one of, the, one of the factors I go with 
is what car has the biggest gain for the least amount of stuff done to it. And that's why I put that Mercury Tracer up there. Because really, all they did is they just changed the engine and they put in a bigger sway bar. And yeah, but look at the GVX. And that's the thing is they just changed the sway bar. It's and the a, engine. Well, it has the, the same, same engine. The GVX wasn't. It was the same engine. It had higher compression pistons because it had... That's s- not the same engine. It's the same engine. It's got an no. 8.8 to 1 compression. That's like saying the Typhoon had the same engine as a Chevy Blazer. No, they literally did because all they did is they just put in an 8.8 to 1 compression... They changed the entire rotating assembly. Yeah, but they didn't add forced induction or anything. It was uh, still a single carburetor. We already said 205. Yeah. Ryan said no. I, th- that, that's, that's good. I like it. But I said the rally one, which has carbs, four carbs. Yes, it does have four carbs. You're right. But I'm still going with my min- my minimal amount of things done. Um, however, yeah, the 205 uh, GTI or Turbo are both very good if options. If the Kazashi had a performance variant, I would have selected that. Yes, but that it does would have been good. It really, I mean, like, well, what are you going to do in a Kazashi? You're going to add soy bars and turbo. Nitrous. <laughs> nitrous sure why not <laughs> i hear fuel injection loves nitrous give give grandma a little, it's like a, it's a little like pole handle on the roof <laughs> like an air horn <laughs> plot twist it's also tied to an air horn perfect so whenever you're using nitrous you are honking aggressively that's the way to do it oh wait we named we're wrong the best enthusiast version of a normal vehicle is a little red express truck okay you're right yeah, that's actually, yep. that's the winner. Done. Yep. Slash right, red. Good. We're good. All right. So my next story. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. This year, Bentley announced that it's officially getting rid of the engine that it has been using for 50 years. I'm mad. So the aluminum six and three quarter liter. I'm so mad. OHV I'm mad. V8. I'm mad. So they're going to, you know, the typical VAG. They're using W12s and V8s and stuff like that. But nobody cares. That's boring. That's just a temporary thing because apparently they just announced that by 2030 they're getting rid of all the combustion engines, probably because they just switched to VAG canned engines and they realized how bad they were and they couldn't bring back the six and three quarter engine because of emissions. So there you go. This is a really short timetable. This is only 10 years from now. In fact, less than 10 Why years. Why don't they from use now. steam? Yeah, for, well, creating the steam is hard on emissions. <laughs> no, not if you have an electric motor. No, but I'm saying producing the steam usually burns a lot of coal or wood. Yeah, but no, you produce the steam by having an electric motor. Let me ask you this. Is the steam visible? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Of course the steam is visible. Why would it not be visible? Can can I just send you back into the 20s and call it good? (laughs) I think a steam-powered Bentley would be perfect. Because whenever I think of a... a, Whenever I think of a Bentley, I think of a showier version of a Rolls Royce. And, like, what's more showy than a giant plume of steam coming out from the back of your car? Have the valet stoke your furnace. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you don't, need a, you don't need a furnace. You use, a, you use like, a, like, basically a hot iron, like an electric heater. So you use your lithium battery pack to yes. heat water to produce steam yes. to drive a piston. Yes! This sounds great! <laughs> They should use steam. 200 kilowatt hours, I can go like five miles. <laughs> be great. <laughs> Mind awfully warming up the Bentley. <laughs> once it once it starts running, I mean, it's just consistently running. I, yeah. Kind of. And, then you, still and then you also have steam that's going, so you can re- recharge the battery pack from the steam. Right, that's not how that works. It can. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah. You put a little turbocharger on it. 
in the exhaust path, instead of having an air intake, you just have an alternator on it. There you go, done. And that alternator charges your battery. And what that do you do for the first steam. 20 minutes while it's warming up? You sit in your house. Okay. <laughs> it's COVID season. Um, I was you not. Have, a, I was nowhere to go. Not expecting that article to quite go that direction, but <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. With, I'm done with that now. Anyway, so um, Bentley's axing their V8, but thankfully Mopar uh, is making another V8 because. Oh, but okay, I know all they, they are, do is that now. Yeah, Mopar. You see what I like about them. Mopar or no car. <laughs> Is they understand that the only thing they're any good at doing is making V8 engines, and they can't really put them in cars anymore. So they just make them and sell them to you. They can't put them in new cars. Yeah, but you can just make this. Yeah. And you don't have to pass. Oh, emissions. this doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go by a cafe or anything. No, you can just make it. So Mopar, <laughs> uh, we, we like it. Yeah. Okay. So to That's their cool. yeah. Okay, make it. <laughs> cool. I want it. Good. I'm happy. So they have a baby elephant now called the Hellcrate. And instead of making a thousand horsepower, it makes eight hundred and seven horsepower. I imagine it's a bit cheaper. Um, they should genetically engineer an elephant called the Elephant. Just genetically engineer it to be red. No, just red with horns on it or something. Yeah, he has horns. Does it? Horns and tusks. No, I'm just talking. Move the tusks to the top of the head. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Elephant. So anyway, uh, they have the Hellcrate. So if we scroll down, I don't know. I I literally just threw this on here. I didn't. I wanted. To I read it. a little bit about it. So, yeah, the Elephant makes 1,000 horsepower. This makes 807. How much cheaper is it? So, Supercharger, uh, Hellcrate actually uses a larger, is a 2.7 liter Displacement supercharger. Displacement. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's got 6.2 liter displacement. 14.5 pound pounds of boost. All right. More revs. More revs. I like this. Oh, uh, there it is. There you go. Price red eye. I, so, that's a Hellcrate red eye. Uh, and that's uh, $21,807, or the 707 horsepower Hellcrate, which is 20000 Why would you not spend the additional $1,600 to get another 100 horsepowers? I would do that. That'd make perfect sense. Um, well, I think they're probably just trying to do this so you have a price point for everyone. I like that we're getting official FCA engine pictures. Yeah, these are great. I, um, the, the world needs more naked engine photos. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to leave it up here so I can see this. I'm really happy that they're actually doing this because while this is wildly expensive compared to an LS swap. This <clears throat> Not is, if you're talking an E-Rod. Well, as I was going to say, this is also entirely factory reliable at what a built LS would be. I mean, we're comparing a brand. God, Tom. Oh, he's listening to such boomer music next door. I know. If you compare like an LS E-Rod, so a brand new emissions compliant carb certified yeah. LS3. Versus this, the cost is not that much different. No, not at all. And, and if I, you're talking a used engine, you can buy the engine control system from Mopar Performance and get a totaled Hellcat and run it on that. Yeah, and that'd be cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper. But, I mean, like, if you're just... This would be turnkey reliable. Yeah. Like, it just as reliable as a brand new car. Mm -hmm. And really, the only, only problem with Mopar is, as far as reliability goes, is their steering systems. Because they put in, like, the same tie rod and then, like, a journey as they do on the... Ram 1500. Everything's dinky. Um, but this, you don't have to deal with it. And I can go ahead and I can take this engine and I can put it into, I don't know, like a... LS400. A, a 1957 Plymouth Fury. Oh, okay. Something older would be cool, yeah. actually. So I've got to put one of these in Blubsky. Won't fit. Won't fit. No, won't, won't fit. But if you ever wanted a car for back to the 50s, you get this. I'd put a flathead in it. If I want a car from the back to the 50s, I still want to have a big wet V8. So maybe, you know what this would be perfect in? The what? Dodge Murata I want to buy. Oh, 
Actually, it would. Yeah, and it it would kind of defeat the whole purpose of the Murata being a 5.2 liter 130 horse. It would it would void your 200 horsepower car thing. I know. <sighs> Maybe you could detune this to 199 horsepower. And just be like all the torque. <laughs> Reverse the supercharger so it's making suction on the other <laughs> on the other end. <laughs> Pulling again the connecting. <laughs> Pulling exhaust gas into the engine. Pulling engine oil from the crankcase into the combustion chamber Perfect. past the piston rings. That, that's what I want. Yes, please. Give that to me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I should never have said that. Uh, yes, big old crate engines. Keep it coming. I mean, yeah, like you said, we're, we're on the last two raw of combustion, so let's let's send her out. I love that, like, Mopar. Like, big style. They have no plan for the future, and they're like, you know what? We're going to make as many crate engines as we can, make as much money as we can right now, and then we're going to figure it out in, like, five years and make a shit product, and then get another government bailout. And they do this every single crisis, and they make something really great, Right before they go completely out of business. Yep. I've noticed they've always done this. As long as I can, in like 10 years' time, find one of these crates sealed in a warehouse. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet. So, like, they did this in the 70s with the Little Red Express. Oh, such a great right before they had their first, that thing. Right before they had their first bailout. And then they had another bailout in 2008, of course. And they were making, like, the Viper and dumb stuff like that and SRT everything. And now they're making crate engines instead of concentrating on something that'd be smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about it because I'm benefit. I'm benefit from all of this. I want to put it in that. That would be perfect in that. That'd the be Hellcat Red Eye Little Red Express truck. Yeah. With those tires, you would never actually get it to hook up. No. You may as well just put the torque converter like the Regera, connect it to the drive shaft. Well, so, all right. This is the thing: is you don't buy these cars to actually be good. No. You don't buy an American car to be good. You buy an American car to be entertaining. And if you're just doing a burnout in Top Gear with your little 205 tires. You are going to go through so many BF Goodrich radial TAs. Those probably have like an 800 treadwear. You'll be fine. So much with, with your like, no, not even 800, like a thousand treadwear. <laughs> Forklift tires. It's just plastic. <laughs> <laughs> plastic tires. Why does it say little tykes next to the mold bait? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. <clears throat> Prowler swap. People have done that already. Actually, yeah, that would make a prowler suddenly not shit. People have done Hellcat prowlers. It fits, sort of. <laughs> I mean, also, you keep in mind the three five they put in that was a twin cam engine, so it's like got pretty wide cylinder heads. So yeah, this guess, would fit. I guess it would fit. Um, what about yeah. length? Don't worry about the girth. Okay. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I like the awkward silence after that. It made it better. Um, or put it in a Jimny. Screw it. You could probably take everything off the front end of a Jimny. Actually, Jimnys have big the, engine the same base. depth as a four-cylinder. They have pretty big engine base. It would fit. And it's supercharged. I wonder if anyone's done a Hellcat Jimny. I think you actually could fit that in there. You'd have to. It'd be really tight. You'd have to beef some stuff. Oh yeah, it's fine. People put them in Wranglers. You'd have to like, for the exhaust, you might have to like run it out the fenders. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Or just but run I mean, it forward like 70s cars that weren't designed to have V8s. <laughs> or Blubsky, where it sneaks between the oil pan and the frame rail. Yeah, I, it's literally going to be like that. We're going to have to make out. some like, funky things. But, yeah, you could you put it in a Jimny. Anyway. That'd be perfect. So, I guess, yeah, just keep make as many of those as you possibly can and throw them into a warehouse so we get them cheap someday. Great. I agree. Yes. Uh, all right. So, I don't have any more official like news topics, so I'm going to eke right into... Uh, 
kind of going back to what we said last episode, it is unusually nice this week in Minnesota. So we're getting that fool's summer, second summer. Uh, boomers would call it Indian summer because it's racist as frig. Um, but it's very, very nice out. It is 70 and sunny right now. And last week it was too cold to stand outside in a jacket. Um, I've had yeah, winter it, tires on the Tesla for about two weeks now. And once it gets above 60, I start to feel really bad for the tires. And I really have to kind of cut down on cornering speeds. So where I'm going with that is my home garage is the most, we'll say, accessible right now. Yes. And in that, I have the Fiat 124, which is the obvious choice. But it's blocked in, and I already pulled insurance off, and it's really hard to put it back on with a loan on it. So that's out. Well, I you have, have a trim- Blubsky. Yeah. No, I'm not driving that. I wouldn't it, trust it. it. With that transmission, it's going to just explode. More importantly, with that alternator. <clears throat> it's got a really big battery. It can go a long distance on that thing. But sitting next to that is my 1998 BMW M3 sedan with track tires on it. That's a good car. That is actually a pretty good car. Yeah, um, that, that would be That's a perfect car for a full summer. It is, because I don't care if it gets a little bit of road salt on it at all. You know, that's actually a very good question. What is the best car for a full summer? I think an E36 sedan is up there. A car where it's good, but you don't quite care about it. I mean, I would just say Kazashi six-speed, but I do well, care a, about it's that. It's a good all-the-time all the, all car. I don't know. The E36 is great, because, like, especially how that one's set up. It's got a bunch of, like, active auto work and dyna and stuff on it. Yeah. Like I said, it's got track tires and coilovers. Like, it drives almost as well as an E30, and it's got some decent power, other than the fact that it just, like, randomly won't hot start, and also it died on me after I got gas in Chanhassen. I was in the middle of the street for a little bit. That's cool. It, it pushes <laughs> really nice. That car pushes so nice. Couldn't believe it. I pushed it back into the gas station, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And I found the battery charger I had put on it very lazily when it was in my backyard last winter. It had fallen into the headers and started shorting out. So once I removed that forcibly... It started right up, there so that go. was cool. That's Maybe good. Maybe that's part of the hot start issue. Um, uh, but it's been great. I fixed the radio yesterday. Some hot boy had cut out the entire factory radio amplifier and the wiring loom in the trunk and put an aftermarket head unit in it. Neither of those things I got with the car. So I found a $20 head unit on eBay, which was a great deal with perfect. a code. Perfect. And I bought a radio amp for 40 bucks with a foot of wiring. Perfect. A plus to that guy. <laughs> Soldered it together. Heat shrinked it, wrapped it up in harness tape. Perfect. Awesome. I've got the worst sounding factory BMW 1998 stereo, but I have a radio. That's good. And I'm going to go take some tapes out of the 850 before I leave today because it's yeah. got a tape deck. So Good. Um, but the car, I'm like, I, I don't like the E36 how it looks, but it's a pretty good car. Once you're inside of it. I'm you're... significantly more enjoying my driving time right now than I was on snow tires in a Model S. You know, I think... If I were to buy a full summer car, um, I'd probably just get another MX-83 Cressida. Because it's a car that I don't quite care about. Mm-hmm. It's quite good to drive. No way downside is automatic, but manual can go in easily. Get one that's already had the head bolts tightened. Yeah. I mean, you can easily get one that's like some, you know, a drift. It was like built as a drift car project. Because it's basically what drift car people do is they blow it up and they build it and they sell it. And they buy another shitbox and blow it up and build it and sell it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just buy one that's built as a drift car, and then you just 
take out the drift car suspension and you're, you've got a good car. Yep. Like, you've <laughs> probably already got a 1J in it at that point, too. Yeah, so. or at least a rebuilt 7M or a LS mm-hmm. or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Something, a 4A? I don't know. It's, it's a really good chassis with a shit engine and transmission. That's what that car is. And that's basically what you want for a fool's summer car, is you want a car that you don't quite care about. Because you're going to get a car where you can get like a couple of days of good fun out of it, and then you're going to have an entire winter to do whatever you want with it. But so. I, I care enough about that M3, or I'm not going to take it on the polar run. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's what that's what a full <laughs> summer car is. is. It's a car where you you like it, but it's just it's not quite special enough, or so. not quite nice enough. Because like a really no. like a rust free one of those, I wouldn't be driving driving right now. Yeah. And what's I mean, like not quite nice enough slash not quite special enough. I actually found myself Ooh, on marketplace a, in Craigslist. A last GS three hundred. Another. What what uh, gen? For this first or second gen? First gen, I would rock. Yeah, I think both. Or even like an SC four hundred, nobody cares. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Even an SC four thirty, I think would be kind of a nice one. Oh, the bathtub. The bathtub. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be a good full summer car. What about like a first gen SLK T thirty? Yeah, you know what? That's another perfect full summer car. That, those are cheap, they're and they're really not cheap. really that good. They're, but they're pretty enjoyable to drive. It's an enjoyable car. Yeah, it's an enjoyable car. It's not worth anything. Yeah. Oh, what about a Jimny? No. That's a lovable it's a car. Winter, winter car. That's, a, that's, that's true. Like I care a, a lot about a Jimny. Yeah, I'd be mad um, if I rusted out a Jimny. Anyway, I, I found myself in Marketplace last night because I'm like, okay, I registered for the uh, Polar Run again this year. Yes. I did not go last year because I was so sick of them going to Wisconsin. Are they going to Wisconsin? They're going to Lutzen again this year, finally, because oh, I browbeat Haley enough. So I'm like, okay, registered immediately. But now I'm like, I don't have a $1,000 crappy BMW. So I need to buy... A thousand I need crappy. to buy a crappy thousand. So I was out there looking under two grand BMW. I'm like, oh, there are some pieces of work out there, buds. So I think right now I'm going to try to find an E90 that's got some problems. That'd be good. And like, I've got a set of winter tires and wheels already that fit. You need another E90 in your life. Yeah. Mo- it's going to be an XI with a bad clutch. And I'm like, that's fine. For the Polar Run, I just abandon it in the street in front of my house. I don't really care. Yeah. So I mean, I, 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 I didn't put the link in. I should have. I found one. It was an 06 325XI. So the first ooh, year. Wait a minute. Can you find a Bengal 7 Series? I would never buy one of those. Not but, even I mean, if, you're driving it once. Not even if it was free. Would I drive one of those? That'd be the only time I could ever think of one. It's like just a completely it wouldn't disposable make it. car. It wouldn't make it. <laughs> Straight it up would be wood. extremely comfortable not making it, but... <clears throat> I think it would make it. It would just blow all... Its main issue is burning oil, right? Yeah. If it runs in, like, you don't hear a really bad rattle when you cold start it, it will probably run a long time. I think it, if it burns oil... And it doesn't rattle. I think a Bengal 7 Series would be a great shit. I saw one. And you could sell it to the drug dealer. It was across the street from you. I think they're gone. Oh. I haven't seen any. Like, I think when I finally had that standoff with that retard who knocked over my recycling in the uh, driveway, I haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> so don't back down when people confront you. Um, where was I going? With? I did see one E65 in my searching, but I didn't click on it because it didn't have wheels or tires on it in the picture. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of X5s. I'm like, ooh, no, no, no. No, you don't do it. I did see one X3, but it was a. Uh, Might I recommend auto. a Lexus of sorts? You don't I, I need it to be something that I know how to work on because well, I can handle issues on those. Yeah, well, it's thing like if you can get something like that where I. Because you haven't really owned a Lexus before. You've been in Lexuses, but you've never actually owned one. I think that. Because they made like two manual ones and they're extremely valuable. I do not buy automatics. Hmm. I guess a Bengal 7 Series would be In the case of an E46, I could manual swap it in a night, so it doesn't matter. 
Well, seven. Uh, you got LS four hundred early one. You could easily slap those. I'm not gonna, but I don't have parts in my garage That's right very good now point. to That's manual very good swap point, it. Yeah. Like if I find an E forty six with the slipping trans, done. Yeah, I don't no care. problem. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm on the hunt. So if you guys see anything in Minneapolis, or not even that. If you see what's your it, price point? A thousand dollars. Thousand bucks. And that includes it, automatics. If it's a nice condition automatic with a bad trans, okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll I'll keep an eye out. Unless it's a nice E90, I don't want to do engine work to it. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's right. I, I'm willing to handle significant mechanical issues, but... That's very fair. I found a really nice sport package. Rear-wheel drive E90 in St. Cloud for 1000 bucks with a bad motor. I'm like, oh, tempting. Those engines are, like, free, so I could do it. But then I'd end up liking the car. I don't want to like the car. I want to sell it when I'm done. I know what you need. <clears throat> a Bengal 7 Series. No, because it's an auto. But you won't like it, and it will be absolutely palatial inside of it. Now, what I should find is like an E65 Series XI. What was that early 2000s S-Class, the 220? You need a W220. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I could definitely find one of those for 1000 bucks. <clears throat> Just take uh, my dad's S55, call it good, write it off. Good. <laughs> And then put the powertrain in Blubsky with a manual. There you go. Oh, man. He should total that thing. What if you told it? No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> he's already... He's, he's got a better track record of totaling nice Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, he's one for one. But, um, <laughs> um, um, so, speaking of nice Mercedes and yes. totaling cars and daily driver sort of things. That is a hell of a segue. I'll look and see where you're going with no. this. Um. I have one payment left on my van. Nice. Because what I do with a car is I finance it for the smallest itty-bitty payment I possibly can. You've had that van a long time. I've had that van a long time. <laughs> but you know what? I'm still paying it off like a year and a half early. And you're <laughs> my, above water. I'm above water on it. So anyway, I'm looking for an hour daily. Because this van, I really like the van. <clears throat> oh, it's getting some rust on it. I want to take care of the rust. It's at a point where I can fix it still. Good. Because, yeah, yours is still the cleanest Mazda 5 I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I want to take care of it. And that's why I'm not daily driver anymore. Um, so what, my plan is to fix the rust on it. And if I can find, like, a, a crashed CX-7 four-cylinder so I get that engine out of it, I will do that. Or a CX-7 four-cylinder with a transmission that's gone kaput, then I will that take That happens a lot. Out. Yes. <clears throat> and that engine happens to bolt onto my five-speed transmission. Nice. And, and my five speed, a turbocharger. Yes, it's turbocharged, and my five speed transmission is a hundred pounds lighter than the six speed, which Very is good. like insanely light. Jesus. <laughs> they literally added a second <laughs> transmission with one gear on it to fit it in the same case. Thank you, Doug Nash. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so the um I'm in, I'm looking for another car for Medioe, as I mentioned last Fiat episode. Fiat 500E. Yep, a Fiat 500E. This is my thing though. Torn. Because whenever I have a small car, I always lower it, and it's always very uncomfortable to drive. I, I know this about myself. I know it is something I will do, and I yep. will, I'm not capable of stopping myself. I've tried, and it just I'm not if, capable of doing it. If you trim the bump stops, it's not bad. I did not do that in my car, and it was very uncomfortable. So this is a thing. I'm also thinking about going a complete 180 GX470 No, for daily. No, it's an auto. I'll berate you and tell you're so sick of it that you get rid of it. Or until you would, stop talking would, to me, I which would, I mean, whichever one comes first. I, I would be very sick of that truck immediately <clears throat> if it was auto. So I'm torn because I really, I kind of want a truck a little bit. 
then get like a third gen forerunner of the manual. I love my burrito. Oh yeah, they did it. Those did exist. I was thinking about the um, did the, the F the FJ good. came came with the manual too, right? Mine was. Yes. Mine was a six speed. I think a, a fajita would be a good car. It's so it's either gonna be a Toyota truck of some sort, or that's fine. Like the J one fifty platform, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Those are good, but just do not buy an auto. No, it wouldn't be. If it was gonna be an auto, it would absolutely have to be like a GX four seventy in really, really, really good nick. Like it have to be a really no. It would have really to be a nineteen eighty two Dodge with a seven twenty seven torque flight. That'd be very cool. So I could get a Dodge Murata for a daily. Just know that I will berate you if you drive anything automatic. I'll do a burnout, and then I'll listen to Rick Rick Derringer. It'd be awesome. I will really ask cool. the association for a new gate code. <laughs> <laughs> to walk all the way to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Park up at the metries. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I just get I get an electric scooter. Just throw it in the back of my Murata. <laughs> I just converted my Brompton to electric. It's awesome. <laughs> so, so good. Um, anyway, in addition to a Fiat 500, I'm also very, very torn between my other... had some really good stuff picked out. I yeah, so is that though. Fiat 500, it was yeah. a Toyota Yaris yeah. or a Mirage. Those are all so good. What's, or, the, what's or, the problem? This is the thing is, the well, first off, you try picking between those three. Also, I buy 500 e because it's electric. And, and then you also have and it's also cheaper. Na, n- then you also have the other 180 where I have a fajita or a Forerunner. Good I, ones are too way too expensive. A good one of either one of those is north of 10 grand. Yeah, I'm looking to spend about 10 grand. And that's the thing is, I can get the world's greatest Yaris for that price. Wait, you shouldn't be focusing on that. You should be like, I would love to get a really, really great five thousand dollar car, and then just not spend the other five grand. Well, that's the thing is, well, all right. So in this price point, this is my top, like my top dollar would be ten grand. But what I'm thinking about is, what will bring me the most joy? Because while a five hundred E is great, um, yeah, you should get in a Barth. Yeah, I think I think a Barth would bring me a lot of a lot of joy. Those are so good. They also and so cheap. They also have the TRD supercharger for the Yaris, though. Yeah, but you can't get that. All over the place for six grand already done with a warranty. That's true. Also, I am the poster boy of the Mirage. The Mar- I'm not trying to talk you down from a Mirage. I think and that's the thing. Idea. I think I think the Mirage is really up there for me just because I've been claiming the Mirage is as great as it is for so long. I feel like oh, I really need to pull Why don't the you just get a six big Kazashi? Those oh, are no hatch, way expensive still. Are they? Yeah, they're insanely expensive. Everybody knows how for a good are. reason. Yeah, they're still like twelve grand. Fuck. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, right, it's not Corona. For one, I just choked on a burp. For seriously, like to get one under holy to shit to get one like under seventy thousand miles, like in a good nick, like for like what I could get an equivalent Yaris. Yeah, you're looking at twelve grand. Like you can get them like kind of clapped for about eight, but like for a really good one manual and everything yeah they're expensive so that was the least when i looked a couple weeks ago is they were i could not find I, it's not that i don't believe you i'm just like holy shit <laughs> yeah they're like insane uh, i could not find any good ones you also have to make sure most of them are automatic too well yeah i would never search for so that. you have to make sure you put in the manual filter and it, then look through the photos too yeah and then you seriously like it's 12 grand to get a decent manual one there's one manual one for sale in the country how much is that Price isn't listed. It's in Kansas. It has one photo of the front. Yeah, it's fucking twelve grand a bet, <laughs> and it lists the wrong color too. Yeah, it's it says not... it's beige. It's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, they're because like that's the I want a Kazashi in Gil Kazashi. They're so freaking expensive. 
That's a real bummer. I know. Like, Kazashis are so good. They're, and that's a problem is they are so good. Everybody knows they're good. One pet peeve I have about uh, all car shopping websites, they default to like close listings. No, I don't want that. I don't Give care me where I have to go for the right car, you pleb. Yeah, like, and so that's the thing is also my 10 grand price point. Yeah. The reason my 10 grand price point is 10 grand. At 11 grand, I know what I want. What do you want at 11? A cappuccino. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, and that's the thing, is, like, a cappuccino is an entirely reasonable vehicle. And if I were to get a cappuccino, my van would become my daily for, like, winter and stuff like that. And that's fine. Like, whatever. I found a six-speed for $4,400. Where? How much, how many miles? 135,000 miles, Indianapolis. That's what I'm talking about. Like, 95,000 miles for 4,800. Damn, that one's got some nice spec, too. Uh, I think you should get a Kazashi. You're actually finding a decent mix. Yeah. Nice ones. Oh, that one's got a hole in the bumper. Yeah, so this is the thing. Like, once you start getting... Oh, so good. I want, like, if I were to get them... No, like, you don't understand. You should buy a Kisashi. Yeah, that's his... I want to get one, like, 60,000 miles. Because, like, at that point, like, it's a new car at that <clears> point. <throat> yeah, but they're so good they got driven. That I know. That's the issue is I want one that's in, like, really low miles. So I can actually enjoy it and then sell I'm it sure while it's it still low miles. I'm sure it wouldn't take long to find one. Kisashi's up there. Okay. So... We're that's half the budget. That's true. A six-speed Kasashi. If I can find... Kasashi GTS. Ryan, it's a GTS. If I can get a six-speed Kasashi, it's oh. not silver. Or a cappuccino. The, the dark pewter color that the high-trim ones are, I really dig that. The silver is gross. So is the white. But, like, I, I love that color. I really like the red. The red's nice. The I'm red's not sure if you could color. get that with the four-cylinder in the manual, though. Well, they're all four-cylinders. Pretty sure you could get a V6 with a CVT and a wheel drive. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. I don't want that. No. no. Uh, the four-cylinder one's are the only way you can get a manual, uh-uh. which is uh-uh. why we obviously look at those. Uh, this so, is a huge tangent, whatever. But so <clears> this <throat> is the thing. This is this Buy an Abarth. Be done. Just uh, just get a 500 Abarth and call it a day. They're like, you can get a really nice one for six and a half grand. Just call it good. Okay. I'll get that. Okay. And then, yeah, and I can like pay that off in five minutes and then yeah buy a cappuccino and, and for that. whatever reason they're like the most reliable cars in the entire world <sighs> that's a very good point yeah i right. do not understand but they are somehow the abarth is going to be at the top of this list i'm end up with a fiat great they're awesome I'm not, I'm not mad about the fiat i'm disappointed that i don't currently own a 500 and it sounds like that might change this week you need to get a 500 <laughs> <laughs> i'm probably gonna buy an x500 for no reason so yeah, I'm I at, looked up just liability insurance. I always hated how much my yeah, how insurance much, how much is insurance on this? So, I'll tell the That's story. Another Why thing. not? I took the 124 off my policy. Mm-hmm. Just the collision and liability. I left comp on there. Yeah. I saved $360 per six months okay. taking that off. Good amount. I'm like, while I have you on the phone, can you please run a liability-only insurance quote for this VIN? If I did both of these changes for you today you would get $262 back instead of $360. You're telling me it's $100 for six months of liability insurance on a 500E? Yeah. Okay. That's, like, free. Yeah. Like, if I don't have a, a car payment, like, I had to carry full coverage on it. Apparently, the collision on that car is a fortune. Yeah. Because they get totaled so easily. Because they have crumple yeah. zones. And they a small do. car, if you hit something, it's going to crumple, and it involves a lot of replacement parts. It's not unsafe. Point. It's safe. But anyway... Yeah, that was one of those things where, like, my biggest issue with not getting a 500E just for fun was the insurance cost. And now that's moot. 
So, yeah, that's a good point. And I love the costs. Model S, but like... I do want to have collision insurance. Definitely I'll, look at that. Because I'm going to look at that. <clears throat> if, the Mirage I, is going to be way cheaper. Well, also, I mean, if that insurance cost, if my monthly payment for a 500 a Barth, mm-hmm. including insurance, is cheaper than my monthly payment for a cappuccino, including insurance costs... I'm going to get the 500 bars. It's going to come down to either a 500 You're bars or You're never going to winter drive a cappuccino. No, I'm not. I said the van would be my winter. Don't do that, though, because like, the van should survive. You need to get something else to do your winter God duty at it. this point. Yeah, 500 bars and then buy Just a get something, like, And that's honestly the best case for the Mirage, because you will get the newest car for that money. Yeah. So And so, all right. And after, probably the best spec, too. After all this, after this... 10 minutes i'd say I'm honestly back, I, i'm back to where i am so are we it's gonna end up being whichever one you find the best locally for the price point you've got when you're shopping that's a good point so we should also note the yaris is definitely the bottom of the pile here it is but only because it's the oldest car yeah not because it's the worst it's just the but oldest. i mean that one is like it's going to already have been driven through uh, 10 winters it's well, going like, to start rusting if i were to get a yaris that would guarantee come from the south obviously from yeah the south and no you'd, be, you'd be fine yeah, and that's for sure. Like, same thing with a Fiat. If it's if the Fiat is anywhere near eighty thousand miles, like that's going to be not from Minnesota. That's I want to get one fine. that's a little bit lower. I, I still have yet to see a rusty one, but I'm sure it'll happen. And that's the thing. Yeah, and like, I feel like once the rust starts, it's a big Mazda rust. Where like no. in a day they're factory the entire... undercoated. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know why, but the 500s are factory undercoated. That's weird. It's so weird. That's really... I didn't know how weird that was because <laughs> I'm used to undercoated cars. Just yeah. everything's undercoated. Yeah, me too. And then, then I, I worked on, like, the, the Kia. I'm like... So, all right. Well, actually... steel. So, the <clears throat> um, the Mirage is not undercoated from oh, the factory. so the 500 will stand up better then. Yeah, no question. So, get a higher mile newer Abarth. Damn it. Really wanted a Mirage. All right, fine. So, we have 500... There also, keep in mind, all of like the 500Ts and the 500s after 2017 all have the turbo engine. And that's the thing. I, I did think about that, where I was thinking, like, well, if I don't get the Abarth, I can at least get the turbo and put an Abarth muffler on it, and I'm fine with that. Which is no muffler. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually... pretty common. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. And it's got, like, the little bit more livable steering rack and everything on it, which is kind of nice. So. And cheaper brakes. Not that the Abarth brakes are expensive, but, like, it also lets you run 15s in the winter, which is huge. Shit, really? Or 14th, 14th. What? Yeah, you can run 14th. I can over put the my Nugans on my car. Yeah, if you want. Oh, dude, I'm a. <laughs> 500T, then it sounds like. I'm getting a 500T and putting a set of Mugen MR5s on that bad And the boy. 500T comes with the cooler blacked out headlights and taillights. Yeah, all right, so it's going to be a 500T. And those are so cheap. Those are so cheap. Not, not even going to be in a bar. They'll probably be cheaper to insure. Oh, guarantee it. Yeah. Because yeah. they run the sports stuff. Yeah, so okay, so 500T is your I mean, if you have 500T from an X-Car, Sounds good. there we go. All right, thanks for Thank listening, you. guys. We will catch you Thank next you for helping week. me through this. No problem, Ryan. I'm always here for you. <laughs>